a lot of my thought was, well, we have to make sure that the user experience is good throughout the user experience. I don't want to lose a user because I have a content layout shift on my onboarding when it's three pages in where it doesn't matter to Google, but it matters to me as a company. Hi, welcome to SEO Unveiled. Today, I've got a wonderful guest. Marina Kurtz is with us, and she's got a ton of great experience. She works as an SEO manager on-site in tech at Statista and is also an onboarding mentor for the new Statista employees. One of her impressive accomplishments in SEO was the optimization of Statista.com due to the Google page experience update for mobile and desktop. She's super curious regarding SEO topics, always looking for new trends, visiting conferences, and is open-minded about what the SEO community is talking about. She feels that looking for what users want and trying new things is very helpful for making good SEO. Welcome, welcome, Marina. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what you know, I'm really excited about this. It's always great to meet people um, uh, across the globe. And you know, one thing I always wonder about is how people get into SEO. So, so why did you get into into SEO in the first place? So for the first time, I worked as an um, online marketing manager. It was um, generalistic um, online marketing, but I wanted to try something special. So I started um, SEO, and I think it's very nice because um, it's a big variety of tasks and um, an exciting environment, um, especially Google tries um, many things regarding SEO and um yeah, it's also um, nice, the communication into different departments. Oh, yeah. We, it seems like we're always uh, in SEO communicating with a lot of different departments to get people on the same page. That's definitely that's definitely for sure. Um, but before we jump into something like that, you know, one thing that I always want to understand is a little bit about, you know, the different perspectives in the community and a lot of different voices and people come from a lot of different backgrounds like yourself. And so one thing I always wonder is like, what trends in general are you noticing in SEO right now that you're super excited about? Um, I think um, the user experience, it's very important. Um, and the improvement for mobile devices, page speed, especially the core web vitals, and um, video content, rich snippets, and I think also voice search and real-time data. Um, it's like live Corona statistics, especially in online newspapers. Um, yeah, and good content um, or the consider um, of user intent. I think it's very important and um, one of the big trends for the future. Yeah, I mean, user user intent is always so curious to me. Of like, how are you actually figuring out user user intent, and and what are you doing in that in that realm? We are looking um, on our traffic and um, yeah, so we also figured out um, what kind of uh, users are um, on our website. So we have new users um, which are very um, new on our website and we have um, users um, with an account so they knew our website and so we can figure out what our clients want, um, maybe statistics or infographics, um, which they can integrate in their company or use for their company. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of different use cases for what people are searching for when it comes to statistics or data in general. So I feel like that's a that's a hard thing to really understand. Are you doing mostly focused on um, like under like interviews with users or based upon uh, keywords or you know things like that? Like how how are you trying to dig into the user the user intent more? Like I'm just wondering. I think um, it's more to, it, it depends, but the most time we are looking for, um, yeah, the right keywords uh, and what they are searching for. Um, yes, we uh, figured out with the Google, uh, the Google search console and um, with Google Analytics. And so we can, um, um, can better understand the data to make better content for our users. It's so funny to me because it's like if you're using data really well and you're kind of like a data company, it's super, it's super uh, interesting where you're, it's almost like you're using the same kind of tools that you set up internally for your own company um, to, to do SEO, like Google search consoles coming up with a lot of great data for you uh, to be able to understand why people are interested in looking at data on your site. So it's, it's kind of funny. Um, and yes, I love sure. I love to talk about the tools of Google Search Console and Google Analytics. Um, are there any other, like you know, fun, you know, good tools that you find really helpful um, for for any of the things that you talked about? Um, yes, um, my part is more to make the technical part of the SEO team, um, but the most time we use the Systrix, um, Google Search Console, Google Analytics, the Screaming Frog. Um, it's a very good tool. Also, Audisto and um, Power BI for analytics. Cool. That's a that's yes. a cool, cool stack. Yes. I feel like there's there's a always lot of, a lot of tools. <laughs> a lot of tools. It's always a lot of tools in our space, right? Yes. Always a lot yes. Of tools. Um, interesting. So you know, w- one thing that we always wonder about is you know what are the kind of typical challenges to getting certain things implemented at the company? Um, you know, just there's a lot of people listening that that are trying to implement things at their company. Do you have any tips or or uh, for people trying to implement SEO strategy or try to do something like a new core web vitals update if they um, if they're having challenges in their company? Um, yes, there are a lot of um, tactics. Um, for me, um, I prefer newsletter. There are a lot of very good newsletters in the internet um, from agencies, uh, from Search Engine Land or Google News. And there are a lot of important SEO managers from other big companies. Um, and of course, of Google. Yeah, I, you, uh, I don't know if you know um, John Müller, but um, John Müller, it's very nice. He has a lot of good SEO stuff. And um, yeah, he did a lot in the past and I think he will do a lot in the future. Um, there are very good videos from John Muller. So yes, this, this is a very good tactic. Yes. Yeah. So are you, are you just like sending newsletter snippets to people across the team or, or, or uh, those are good kind of places to find things of how to implement and how to, how to, how to get your boss to go for that or the head of engineering to go for something that's a big project, but we think it's necessary in SEO. Um, yes, the most time um, I've talked with my um, other SEO members um, or team members um, um, about 
new Google stuff. So Google, it's the back, black, sometimes Google, it's a black box and sometimes Google, um, yeah, tells something about new Google updates, like the page experience update. It was a very big update. Yes. Um, yes, we talked, we talked a lot in, in, in our team. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, you know, one thing that I keep on wondering is like, have you discovered, uh, you know, a better way to do something in SEO that, that, you know, might be helpful for other people? Um, yes. Um, I think not to forget ZU hygiene. Um, it's, it's very important. Um, like, um, the status or URLs with status keywords, um, 404 or 301, it's very important and you have to make it, um, yeah, I think every second month or three times a year. It depends on the company size or on the size of the website. How many URLs do you have? Yes, and I think it's also good um, if you um, make try and error. It's all, it also depends um, on the project. But the most time you have to think about what can happen. Uh, the worst case is less visibility in districts, but a good SEO team has to be very open-minded and trying what the SEO community is talking about, uh, especially Google. So, um, yeah. yes. So when it comes to 301s or 404s, where do you, what do you, you know, what are you trip typically doing to try to find them, to stay, you know, current with them, make sure things don't change into 404s? Is there any tactics that are helpful there? Um, yes, we, uh, or I think the SU community just have to, to um, do it with the crawler, with a good crawler, maybe yeah. with a CEO screaming frog. Yes, I think it's a good way to find, um, all, all three zero ones or few four fours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the important thing is like keeping those three oh ones intact, right? So, um, doing like a migration or something like that where URLs are changing. And if you've done like four migrations in a row, things can get really, really awry. And then you got to make sure all those three oh ones are always intact. And then it becomes a long chain. So it's definitely, it's definitely hard to, to always remember and uh, always make sure everything is working really well. Um, but, but it's, it's super important. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely see it all the time where there are uh, a lot of page issues where it's either a page, you know, we getting more than three or ones or four or fours. We're getting like, you know, five, nine, five, nine, nines from some people we get, um, four tens or four twelfths, you name it. I get these weird errors that I see and I'm like, wow, I have to look up that HTTP error code because I've seen so many error codes for, for, uh, for what I've seen in the space. And it's kind of crazy that it's, you know, 301s and 404s, I think are the, the tip of the iceberg of how many different kinds of errors can just pop up randomly, um, and affect affect your, your, your experience for your users one, and then also search. So. Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of error codes. I think the most, um, important error codes you had have to look uh, it up is the, um, zero one or the four or four. Um, I think you have the most problems on all website with these two codes. But sure. then, yes, I know there are a lot of others, but um, I think they don't have them so many times. 
No, they don't. They don't happen very many. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I get, I have so much, um, so much visibility that I just see like, you know, uh, so many different domains and so many different types of issues Yes, uh, that it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a good kind of perspective that I get to see. Um, but it's, it's always interesting because 404s, I see a lot of 404s, like you're saying, and having good fallback pages or rerouting people when like, let's say example, like sometimes there's e-commerce sites that have 404s when a page gets, when like a product gets sold out. And that, that is just so interesting to me because someone's searching for the product, it's sold out, it might come back later, or there's probably a similar product that's like pretty helpful for that user, but instead they've given, they've given a 404, right? And so, and even Amazon does this, right? I hit, I, uh, I search for stuff like I was, uh, I was looking for, um, I think gardening gloves, right? I'm doing some, some weeding these days and, and, uh, and my gloves, I, I had a hole, a hole in them and I'm like, okay, you know, I got to find a better gardening glove, right? Something that's going to last more than a, you know, a couple of weeks before it gives me holes. And so I searched and I found an article and there's not a whole lot of gardening gloves. It's not like stuff written in 20 best gardening gloves, 2022. It's like stuff from four or five years ago. And I click on a link and I was like, this one looks good. And of course I get the sorry dog from Amazon. And I'm like, oh man, the sorry dog is, is so disappointing because I'm like, you could have rooted me to gardening gloves, like a listing page that has other gardening gloves, or you could have, you know, you could give me to the category that it used to be in so many different ways where I had to go back and then I had to find a different glove or I had to go actually type in Amazon, which is funny. I typed in like Amazon, the exact kind of gardening glove, the name brand uh, and the whole like title of what that gardening glove was. And I got some results and I was like, okay, this is helpful now. So I'm just like, there's so many loose ends that even gigantic companies have. So that's one thing where I think a lot of SEOs don't realize that there's a lot of loose ends on every property. Um, and I think getting comfortable with trying to fix the the things that are important, like you said, hey, 404s and 301s are more important than some of the other error codes because those happen a lot less often. So I think I think that's really important of what is important to figure out what is important. Do you, do you have any thoughts about how to prioritize yourself of what projects are more important than others and and how do you how do you make those determinations um you mean um projects i'm working on now no i mean in general like how do you prioritize what you what you think is the most important thing to to change um for seo on your properties that you've worked on it depends on the project, um, but I think um, you have to figure out um, what can happen in the worst case. Uh, so we've talked um, about 404s or 301s. Um, I think to lose people, if you will not fix it, it's very hard because there are so many pages um, or Google shows so many searches or SERPs. And when the user decided to change to another website, it's very hard. You will lose your user. And yeah. um, the the amount of um, other companies is too big. So we we will have a look what is good for the users. The users, you want that users want to come to your website. And you have to new your users and 
prepare your website for users. And I think this is one of the most important things. Yeah, I feel like a lot of SEOs, especially on the technical side, had never started out with the you know the kind of design first thinking that people have now of users are super important. So we have to understand what they're looking for, right? I think 25 years ago, it was like almost a game of trying to just create, generate traffic. And there was a lot of trickery, maybe not like, not, I mean, I wouldn't say like bad trickery necessarily. It was like a lot of link building, a lot of things like that to try to make your, your, your company stand out. Um, and a, a lot of on-page stuff or writing articles that are not that meaningful just to get users to the, to the page and try to get them routed to where you want them to go. But I feel like now there's a lot more focus on making sure that the experience is better for the user so that they don't go back to the SERPs and that they get what they're, they want, like helping them complete right. task. And that is a real, real difference to me of how SEO has changed from, um, you know, maybe kind of like uh, an attitude of, of, of almost like a wild west attitude in the, in the early 2000s to one where it's so focused on improving the experience improving um, what's there for the user. And I, and I think that's wonderful because what it does is it just, it helps rise up all the properties. It helps make the content better. It helps make the uh, the experience for when you go to search and you click on a result from uh, from something for you, that you're going to get something that, that actually matters and makes sense for you. I still think there's a lot of bad stuff out there. I'm not saying like everything is great because I see a lot of, there's so many, uh, review websites that are just like, oh my God, the worst reviews ever. And like just stuffing Amazon click links to get their affiliate money. And I'm like, there's going to be a day where, where there's like really good review sites are only getting my, my search. But so th I still think there's a lot of, lot of work to be done on a general basis, but I, I feel like most SEOs that I know are trying to move in that direction of trying to provide a much better experience for their users. So, I mean, that, that really brings up a good point of like, well, you know, if we think that user experience is super important, you're focused on it at, at where you're working and you're trying to improve that, um, what should everyone in our space stop doing these days? Yeah, that, that is what I've um, already told. Um, that they don't uh, forget the zero hygiene. Um, it's very important. Um, and I think most companies uh, focus on um, big projects, um, but the zero hygiene sometimes I think um, will be in the background. It, it's not that good because it's very important um, that your errors, um, yeah, um, um, that you have to fix the errors that the users can find what they uh, what they want, and that you have a clear website without um, errors. Yeah, yeah. I and think so, yeah, yes. So I think <laughs> I think that that makes sense for what people should really start start focusing on. Do you think that there's anything that people are just focusing the, their attention in a in a way that doesn't help? Um. That's a good question. Um, I really don't know. Um, yeah, sorry. No, no worries. No, no worries. No, no, worries. no examples. 
So I think another interesting thing that, that you might have perspective for, maybe for people that are just, they don't know as much about technical SEO or they're scared about it or, or things like that. Maybe, um, can you tell me a little bit about why, you know, why you really like technical SEO and what you got, why you got interested in that? Yes, sure. Um, I prefer the technical SEO because um, when you're working on it, um, you can see very quick um, the results, not on every project. Sometimes um, you need more time because it's a very big project like um, to, optimi to optimize the um, core web vitals on your website. I know it was a very big project at Statista, I think for all companies, but I know for now that um, research has shown that core web vitals uh, ratings um, improved significantly, I think more than 58%. Um, yes, um, and I guess that, that you can um, fix quick um, some things, but um, for some um, projects you need more time because um, yeah, uh, I mean you have you have so many departments um, on your side and have to discuss many things. Yes, when it comes to Core Web Vitals, I feel like that was like a wave that came through the SEO space. And the interesting thing to me was I remember we were doing a new onboarding for um, for SEO Radar and. My uh, my uh, developers implemented the design, and I realized that there was a content layout shift, right? And so my SEO thought of like, wait, but you know. And the funny thing is, um, so we have like a, a public side, which is you know a landing page and a and a public facing area, and then we have an application side that's behind a login wall, so Google doesn't really get in there. And that was where I was focused. It was behind the layout, the 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 wall it was after a sign in. And so the interesting thing to me is like I was so I was still so focused on the SEO aspect, but a lot of me, a lot of my thought was, well, we have to make sure that the user experience is good throughout the user experience. I don't want to lose a user because I have a content layout shift on my onboarding when it's three pages in, where it doesn't matter to Google. But it matters to me as a company and it matters to me on a on a conversion and things like that. So I feel like there's a lot of SEO tips and tactics that are making their ways past SEO. Are you seeing that as well? Or is that? Um, yes, um, it also depends on what you put on your website. Um, sometimes... Um, Maybe you have different um, graphics on your website um, and they don't have the same size. And so it can be very hard for the developer um, to um, make a good coding that the coding is um, um, or have the same, um, how to explain, um, that, that it's, can happen on both sizes um, at the same time. It's very hard because um, some sites are so big, then there are also videos, um, different um, sizes of an um, image, and maybe you have um, defined um, boxes for texts, and they are um, in a different way. And that's the reason why it's so hard to code uh, or to make a good coding for these different um, 
things you put on your web on your website. And so sometimes it's very hard um, to fix the layout shift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's definitely not an easy easy problem to address. Um, and it sounds like you've definitely been through a lot of challenging conversations of how to fix yes. that. So is there any tips that you have of like where to start or if you're starting a new page or, you know, taking an old page, what, how would you go about it now considering what you've learned? Um, it's very important, uh, for example, for images um, that you have to, to um, gauge the size for the image. Otherwise, if you will not um, give a size in the coding, Google um, will um, make it by it by his own. So he will um, um, he ha Google has to check the size, and um, Google needs a lot of time for that. And yeah. this um, is not good for the performance. So you um, need um, height and weight, and you have to put it into the coding. And then this is good for Google. And maybe when you will put um, some videos on your website, it's also important um, that um, maybe the video will loading um, just when you click on the video, not before. Yeah. Or um, when you scroll um, on the website, um, that the video will load um, not not at the first time, just when you crawl at the end of the website, for example, or um, you can use different um, ways to implement it, um, the video on your website. It's also important. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I think one of those was lazy loading. Is that is that what you meant for? for... Yeah, lazy loading, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny because there's so many funny terms in this industry uh, of of how to how to uh, get around some of these core web vitals issues and make the experience better. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's see. Now I think I think we definitely have some time to you know shine this spotlight on you. Are there any projects you're working on or anything that you'd like people to know or anywhere you'd like people to get in touch with you? Um, yes, we are working, um, or there are a lot of projects we are working on in our SEO team. Um, but I think one of the next projects will be removing AMP. Um, it will be, um, a very new project. Um, so we don't have experience. Um, I think like, um, so many other companies, I think some companies, um, already did it. Yeah. Um, but, um, we have it on our, um, yeah, I feel like it's a it's a controversial thing of like, do you take do you remove AMP? You know, I remember maybe six or seven years ago we were trying to decide whether we do responsive or AMP. Um, you know, so yes. so what was the you know what was the thoughts about removing AMP? And you know, are you are you moving to a fully responsive? Is that what you're doing now, or what's what's the what's the end goal look like? I think it's. Um, it will be more easier at the end for all of one uh, of our team, for the SEOs in our team, and for the web developer. But, because, um, because it's yes, because it's all all one site now, or or why? Why do you think? Why will it be different for you guys, or easier? So um, yeah, it will be easier because um, our web uh, developers don't have to code um, extra um, AMP sites. So yeah. yes. 
Yeah, instead of, less instead work. of, less instead work. of coding, coding it twice. I get it. I get it. Um, yes, that de- yes, that yes. definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Do you know what? What's your thoughts about you know uh, search impact of AMP versus uh, the responsive pages? Have you tested it out? You know how how confident are you that that you'll have a good result on search? I think there can be SEO impact. Um, I think it is important um, not to make it for the whole page i think you have to so take a page type or uh, maybe 100 or 1000 words i don't know we have to try um yeah. but i think it's better not to make it um at the same time for the whole site because when there will be some errors or um yeah um yeah, so test it out first and see what happens Yes, yes. Cool. Great. That's great. That's great. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, where should they go? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn, Marina Court. Um, yes. So, um, all right. Yeah, I'm very happy. Well, I'm thank you. This is a, a really fun interview. I really appreciate your time. And, and thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for joining us on SEO Unveiled. Thank you so much. It was very nice.